Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master of D&D Raw. And before we begin, I just wanted to say, if you enjoy D&D Raw, we would love it if you would support us on Patreon to hear new exclusive content and updates before anyone else. By contributing as little as $1 per month, patrons enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. Our higher level patrons get access to DMs notes, outtakes from our episodes, the chance to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode, and even to join our monthly patron game. We wanted to thank all of our Adventure Tier and Above patrons for their support this month. So thank you Jeremy Kleinhans, Grimfuse, Fen the Goblin, a Linux fan, Feral Joe, and Dark Queasy, and a very special thanks to our producer tier patron, Gnome, for serving as a producer on this episode. To find out more about how you can join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. If you're not able to support DND Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Next week, we will have Serviceable Plots, Episode 17. And now, Rumble Squad, Episode 16. I will give you a head start. With me today are the following players. I am Chris, and I will be playing Orc Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Jane, and I will be playing Nissa Turin, the Gnome Arcane Trickster Rogue. I'm Nick, and I will be playing Leuven Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Elaine Fox, the human barbarian druid. Last time, the party finally had some time to relax as they waited to hear word back from the Nephany on their next course of action. They decided they would take the time to rest and craft, making tables, chairs, music boxes, and experimenting with magic items while gathering herbs and communing with nature. We picked back up with the party as Elaine was showing off one of her recently acquired beast shapes. When I was out with Leuven and Avelios, I was in touch with Boulder. Oh, yeah? So he said we are welcome in his region. So we might want to try going there. I know Oric would definitely be interested. Don't tell him yet. I don't want him to get super over-enthusiastic about trudging down there just yet. He's super enthusiastic over everything. I know. So Especially if it has to do with Yadumin. Okay. Luvin, I know we did several of your things. Yes. So one of the days while you are coming back from... Selassar's shop, you happen to be passing by the Tabaxi woman, who you've seen a couple of times. And she just smiles and politely waves to you. Hey, I was actually hoping I'd run into you. How how have you been, by the way? I have been good. Hunting has been very fortunate for me. Excellent. So, the the night we met... She puts hands on either side of your face and, like, lightly taps your cheek. You know, I'm still learning the, the cultural gestures. Which one was that? Oh, seeing a friend again. Ah, I do the same in kind. I actually wanted to ask you yes. about the, the night we met. See, it's the first time that I've really partied uh, that hard. <laughs> you were drunk, weren't you, Luvin? Yes, I, so. I, I may or may not have forgotten a lot of what transpired. It's okay. There were a few people who were paying too much mind to my friend and I. And you stepped in and were so kind and simply 
talked them away, gave them some drinks, and started to talk to the two of us. And, well, I will admit I do not remember all of the nights as well, but as intoxicated as my friend and I were, we appreciated that you offered your room to us for us to be able to sleep as your inn is much closer than our homes. Okay. It's good to know what happened because I've, I've never really experienced just this t- block of time where... Perhaps then you need to drink more and get used to the effects. And she winks slightly. Uh... A joke, Luvin, a joke. No. Enjoy yourselves, but perhaps try to remember most of the night. Yes, I think I will take that advice from now on. Thank you for taking the time. Of course, she boops her head. I do the same back. And smiles and proceeds on. And then I go about my business. Okay. Did you want to just start testing things? Yeah, basically, I'm, I'm looking for a proof of concept here on magically enhancing different materials so that eventually I can enhance maybe weapons and armor to be more durable or more damagey. Okay, so fortunately, Auric had done really well in stitching together and piecing up the armor that he originally made that could fit Nyssa, so there is some additional scraps from that that you could use, I'm assuming, if Auric says it's okay. It's all right. Have at it, boy. And do you have some metal that I, I could also test? Maybe a spare weapon or something? Yeah, I, I have a great axe that you could try a hand at. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes, great, great axe. That's what I said. <laughs> I actually laugh and like pat you on the shoulder like, <laughs> good one, good one. I don't get it. So yeah, I'm going to go do that now. So for the first day of working on this, roll me two arcana check. Okay. Also, I do ask Avelios if he's free to uh, assist and give pointers. Yeah, I I can do what I can. Thanks. 12 and 19. Okay. First day, you're testing things along, and it's coming along well. You're definitely making some progress on this. How many days do you want to work on this? So about how much time do I have left to work with between everything else I've done? Do you have four additional days? I'm going to take it day by day. Okay. Roll two more Arcana checks. 24 and 23. You make amazing progress. You are definitely starting to get things along. I'm going to go again. 17 and a natural 20 total 26 okay so you are very nearly there you i think you have almost got down um how to handle the increase in magic on an item now this doesn't of course entail like actually crafting an item and putting the magic into it you know will take you several days However, this practice and this experimentation, you are right on the verge, you think, of getting it just right. Are you going to try and see if you can perfect this? Yeah. Natural 20, total 26. About halfway through this day, you might have skipped lunch at first, but you think you have it. So, Leuven, you can work now on plus one magic items. Okay. Avalios, wow. Thank you for all these pointers. I I feel like I've come a long way already. Yeah, I mean, I haven't worked on something like this in some time, and it's been quite a while since I tried to attempt, like, this type of magic. I usually focus on the alchemical side of things and focus on trying to combine different potions and ingredients in order to craft better different effects. But this, putting it on an item, that's been some time. I have definitely have my different items, like the hat that your friend has. I crafted that, and I was uh, crafting another one, so I'm going to have another one soon, hopefully for myself. That will take some time, though, so I have to wait on that. But, like, your bag of holding, I have the bags of holding, and that was always a lot of fun to... I'm going to stop there, but he goes on for a while. Yeah, I mean, I probably done the same back so for your final day and a half or so what do you want to be working on so the first thing i do is quickly ask auric hey so wasn't there something about an earth elemental that we learned recently yeah there was the uh, earth and soul and it may have some information that i need about the soul of the earth which is one of the components for the craft and the soul forge 
Okay, yeah, because I found this rare herb that picked up some elemental properties related to that. So at some point, maybe that's a place where I can find more. It's possible. I heard that the south was the domain of the earth and soul guardian. So that makes sense. Neat. Okay, cool. I think I'm going to play around with this a bit. Learn its properties. All right. How did your enhancements go? I've come a long way. Gotta thank Avelios for giving me so, so much advice. At some point, it's gonna take me several days, but I think I'm, I'm gonna really get a handle on it the more I do it. I, I can enhance some weapons and armor. Uh, armor to make it a little more durable, protect a bit more, and then weapons to hit a bit harder. Well, I have a spare shield you could try it out on if you want. Okay, yeah. I also need to make some more money because I am broke right now. Yeah, this town is not very good for gaining coin, unfortunately. Next big city we go into. Let's make some coin. We'll take that one by storm. So now I ask Avelios to maybe help me look over my idea and maybe figure out how to bring it to reality. Basically, I'm looking for a fantasy version of a megaphone. I have my concept name of the Thunderphone. Um, so you mean like thaumaturgy, or at least one aspect of thaumaturgy that actually winds up working that way. If you do it where you enhance the voice, I think it's like three times the amount or something along those lines, then it actually makes you project a lot longer and you're able to hear you from a greater distance. Perhaps something along those lines where you can really project your voice, but create it into an item format and actually just project. Oh, you're right. I did come across thaumaturgy when I was reading in the libraries at Aliabel. And yeah, you're right. That would work perfectly. Now I just need to figure out how to actually harness that because I don't really have that spell known to myself, but I know it's pretty common and I bet there's a way that I can maybe if I learn the properties of the spell, then at least I can imbue it into an item. Yeah, that could work. Perhaps if you actually do some of your research, you can figure out the exact components that are necessary in order to replicate the thaumaturgy spell. Once your research is complete, then you can focus it on trying to just put it into an item, taking the components that you need normally for a thaumaturgy spell, but focus entirely on one aspect of it, not the whole like ground shaking, window slamming and all that, you know, fancy stuff that it does, but just the projection of the voice. If you can do that, maybe into like a gem or something or like a necklace that it's around your throat so you can just tap it and activate it. So it activates like the thaumaturgy spell and then you have it and it project it out like that. And that way that can still get you the effects that you're looking for and just get the crowd in that you're talking about. Ah, oh, that's genius. Okay, I'm going to start looking into that right now. If you want in town there's a little bookstore it's run by this blue dragonborn woman it's called the adapt book and it's like she's you know she takes a while for her to find anything but she is really good and she has a great collection of what she was able to get you want to go right now i want to go go right right now now. all right let's let's go go right now all right and i'll spend the next day and a half like looking into (laughs) that researching okay yeah roll me two investigations 14 and 10 okay you're well on your way it'll take you a little bit more time okay so after 10 days that you guys spent working on all these projects. As you guys are overall relaxing, going about and and accomplishing your different goals, there's one point, Nyssa, where you're tinkering, you're focusing on on your different objects. When you hear a familiar voice kind of calling as the the platform has just risen up, you know there's, there's people that have just arrived. First you hear, we're looking for, they called themselves Rumble Squad. It's like, yeah, we're, we're looking for Nissa and Auric and Leuven and Elaine. Do you know who they are? Can I, can I peek? Do I recognize this person? You look over and you see two figures, both dressed in uh, robes. <gasps> but the one that immediately catches your attention is the shorter of the two, a half-elven woman with blue robes, a, a string of blue in her hair, who looks over to the stables and immediately beams <laughs> upon seeing you. I'm... Assuming this is who I think it is, I'm going to beam right back. 
and dash right across to her. Aaron (laughs) runs right towards you and just gives you a big hug. Big old squeeze right back. What are you doing here? The Nephany got your letter. And, uh, well, basically what we kind of were, like, we found out that apparently there was a lot of, like, planar and teleportation and a lot of magic going on over here, like, about the time that you would have been sending that letter. So we're here kind of to investigate from the Staff Federation. Hi. <laughs> Several years ago in Orenthal, just after completing a job, Nissa finds herself on the streets in the Low Hills District. So, making your way, you're just traveling through normal night for you and as you're about halfway there you hear a loud voice go hey gnome and you turn and as you do you see the large imposing figure of Wyatt Connell who you may you know maybe maybe just a little bit stole from him and his family before (laughs) as two of his brothers are right by him and rather closer than you would like normally as they are just down the street. And looking around initially, you're kind of alone with them. Great. As I'm turning around, I'll be like, I have a name, and then, oh. Hi, Wyatt. How's it going? <sighs> I think you owe me and my family something, Gnome. Do I? I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you're talking His about. His brothers slowly kind of start to go on either side of you. Okay, okay, easy. Easy. What exactly do you think I owe you, right? I'm pretty sure you stole the coin purse from my sister, and I need that money back. So I want the five gold back. Look, man, there are a lot of nasty types in this city. There are a lot of people that lift things. I'm not stupid enough to steal from your family. It wasn't me. Pretty sure my sister named a dirty little gnome. There are a lot of dirty little gnomes in this city. Yeah. You're just the most prevalent here. Prevalent, you mean? I know my words. Mm-hmm. As he's, like, trying to slowly walk up to you, his brothers are, like, spreading out slightly. Look, man, I didn't... It wasn't me, I didn't take it, but I don't have that kind of money on me anyway. Well, maybe we'll make sure that you don't take from us again, and you can tell all the friends you work with to stay out of our business. And he's starting to slowly close in on you. And initially, his brother just lunges towards you. I need you to roll athletics or acrobatics. Seven. His brother almost tackles you to the ground, quickly grabs you. His other brother runs in and throws an arm like on your other arm. And they both lift you into the air. So how about we make sure that you send a message to all the little friends you work for that you do not steal from Wyatt Connell. And as he does, he's moving towards a couple of crates that are stacked up, and they start to climb the crates with you between them, get up to a small roof, and lift you very high in the air as you're initially just struggling to break this grip. Roll me another acrobatics or athletics check. Fourteen. You're struggling and pulling, and you kind of slip free from one, but he quickly clamps back down on your arm. It's tough to break free from two people. And lifting you really high up, you see the ground a good 15 feet below you. And just like, now, assuming that you, you know, are okay after this, make sure you tell all your friends to leave us be. And he tosses you. And as you are initially hurling through the air, that sensation of weightlessness for a moment before everything starts to quickly rush and rush. And you stop and you know 
you should not be falling as slowly as you are right now. As you land softly on your feet on the ground. And you just hear from above you... Uh... What? And immediately behind you, you see a cloaked figure, tattered, tattered robes, run up to you, grab your arm and say, Come on! And start to tug you down an alley as you hear from behind, Get her! I'm coming, I'm coming, let's go! (laughs) (laughs) Booking it. So you both start to run, start to dodge through some alleys. Do me a favor and just roll a general dexterity check. 16. You quickly make your way. Fortunately, you know the low hills like the back of your hand and are just dodging and bobbing and weaving between buildings and alleys using every last little bit of like broken cart, broken crates to your advantage to kind of turn corners. And as you are rounding another corner, the person that was holding your arm, like, let's go for a moment just to quickly leap over a small fence that you clamber up over as you're just moving you're moving you hear Wyatt and his brothers following quickly behind and as you round a corner you see the figure slowly going transparent and reaches out and touches your arm and you notice then that your arm goes transparent as well and she just pushes you back against the wall of the building and almost like kind of puts a hand to your mouth a little bit and after a minute you see the figures of Wyatt just run down the alley, passing by both of you, and just keep going and going, and you wait about a minute before their footsteps die down. And then you hear, Oh. <laughs> are you alright? Thanks to you? Yeah, what? How did you save me, and what did you just do to us? And she's like, looking down at herself, like, transparent, kind of. She pulls back the hood of her robe, and you see the small pointed ears of a half-elf still has that same sort of like fine facial features that most half-elves had but covered in just muck and dirt and grime on her robes that are frayed and torn and these kind of almost bright blue eyes you notice a blue clothing underneath wears a lot of blue Hmm. (laughs) brings out her eyes (laughs) yeah this really pop as she just a little a little bit of magic that i learn well when i get the chance to snag a book here and there i'm i'm Aaron, and she just holds a hand out kind of awkwardly nissa hi and thanks and i'll hold my hand out towards her to shake her hand and she does and it's kind of a stiff handshake she seems a little nervous she's like uh yeah that was that was something but i couldn't i couldn't just sit around and and let them throw you off of a building so I'm glad I'm glad you're okay. Uh, do you, we should we should probably just make sure that they're definitely gone, right? And she's just kind of like peering around. Yeah, we definitely don't want to run into those guys. Yeah, let's find somewhere to tuck in a bit. Yeah, do you know anywhere? Oh, I know plenty of places. Okay, okay, and um, do you mind leading the way this time then? <laughs> <laughs> sure, follow me. Is there somewhere specific you wanted to go? Nowhere specific, just kind of one of the many kind of nooks and crannies that I'd know about that. I'd kind of feel safe, sort of. Okay. So you're able to get in and tuck away and out of sight. Excellent. (laughs) And breathe. And at that point, you see Aaron just, okay, um, yeah, so uh, what what are you doing out here so late? I mean, if you don't mind my asking, I don't don't mean to be nosy. I just just was curious because... um, well, those guys were big. What did you do to make them so upset? I I just, I mean, they were really big and kind of scary in that sense. And sorry, I prattle. <laughs> yeah, you do, kind of, but it's okay. I 
I don't get to talk to that many people. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> me neither. I'm usually caught up in a book or something. But yeah, sorry. I was asking you questions and you wasn't giving you a chance to answer. And she kind of like just scratches the back of her head a little bit. Yeah, those guys. I wouldn't normally go anywhere near their family that not good news. I may have lifted a coin purse off that guy's sister. I don't think I realized it was his sister, though, until it was too late. I mean, they seem like jerks. Yeah. um, Are you... Do you live... And she kind of looks around. Do you live around here? You could say that. I kind of live kind of here, there, and everywhere. Wherever I can tuck myself. She actually kind of seems to really relax for the first time now. Yeah, I uh, I understand. I'm kind of don't really have a home specifically myself. Spend some time. Low Hills is tough. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. I grew up in an orphanage here, but I'm on the streets now, so yeah. But you seem like you're taking good care of yourself, except for the big scary guys. I'm trying. I kind of I know my way around the city fairly well, and I know who to go to to get some work and stuff. So I'm kind of surviving, okay. Oh, nice. I'm always looking for work, too, if you can ever include me on any of these jobs. Oh, uh, and she kind of reaches into her robes a little bit and pulls out like a quarter wheel of cheese and starts to and breaks it up. Here, sorry, I didn't eat dinner yet. Oh, thank you. And I'll pull out the bread I have and break some off and give it to her and say, here. She looks excited and just kind of thinks, thank you so much. And uh, and she has a little bit like. You haven't eaten it in a while, have you? I mean, I I just got enough to get this cheese. <laughs> yeah. I might have used that spell earlier too to get this cheese. How? Well, when they couldn't see me, it's a lot easier to slip something under my robes. <gasps> do you think you could teach me that spell? Could I do magic too? I'm sure. I mean, uh, if... Okay, so have you ever heard of the great wizard Daryl Mavis? Nope. Alright, so he came from the low hills just like us, and he just was really good at magic, and they let him into Soxiara's. Like, he was able to lift himself up, and I was kind of hoping that maybe if I could get really good at magic, then I could get out of here and actually have a place to stay for the night and food at normal times. And if I can teach you, then we can both get out of here. Wait, someone from the low hills made something of themselves? Well, okay, so he actually was such a big deal. Have you heard of the Staff Federation? Nope. So, the Staff Federation is a group that was started by Daryl Mavis uh, a long time ago, and they go around and basically just protect people from things from other planes of existence. So, like, demons and the Darakul and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping they're always looking for new recruits, and, and 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 I'm hoping that maybe I can become good enough to join them, and maybe you can too. Or if there's something else you want to join, maybe because I can teach you some some of the the interesting spells, some really cool ones that might be able to help you too. That would be amazing. This is something you really really want, right? I mean. It would be so cool. I I would love to be able to go and explore things and learn about interesting places and, and magical th- items, and it, it would just be really cool. Listen, look, you've nowhere to be. You've nowhere to go right now, so 
How about, stick with me, I'll try and get us some, as much regular work as I can do, and whatever else you need to help get you into this place. And maybe in exchange you can try and teach me some of these spells and things? Yeah, of, of course. Oh, I can teach you. Okay, um, it's a fun one. So, what you, okay, um, she kind of looks around a little bit, and after a moment she goes over to a small like puddle of water that's on the ground okay so she puts her hands together and begins to do an incantation and you see her like touch the puddle with her fingers and sparks of electricity shoot out that's that's a good one because usually um it doesn't hit really really hard but it's enough that you can hit someone with it and then run away (gasps) that's so cool man i wish i could do that to wyatt oh (laughs) well Maybe if I can teach you that one, then you can do it to Wyatt. Yes, that'd be so good for all the time he picked me up and threw me all around the place. I'm okay to teach you that against him. Yes. Yeah, so that one is called Shocking Grasp. It can be really useful. And then there's another one I learned that you can use to to maybe play some pranks on people. (gasps) I don't know if you like pranks. I'm all about pranks, dude. Ah, You have no idea. You see her, like, begin to cast, and she releases it, but you don't see anything until you feel a slight, like, tug on your hair. Huh. What? Hmm. And you turn, and you see a small, like, semi-transparent hand behind you. Oh, hi. So, that's called Mage Hand, and it kind of holds out like it's going to shake your hand. <laughs> I'll, like, look at her, raise the eyebrow, like, uh-huh. I'll, like, put my hand out towards the Mage Hand. Shakes your hand. Yeah, so, that one's really cool, too. And that one's a lot of fun because you can then move some stuff around and maybe make him make him think he's crazy. I am getting so many ideas right now, man. So many ideas. So that's Mage Hand, and that's shocking. There's there's a lot of other ones I can teach you, like the one I and she starts to go uh, on for a little bit, telling you about the Feather Fall spell that caught you and the Invisibility spell that kept both of you safe. Hey, so Mage Hand touched me. Can Mage Hand pick things up? She does the spell again, and you see her kind of go over to a bunch of rolled up rags that you've been using as a pillow, and kind of lifts it and holds it up in the air. It can hold a little bit of weight, not a lot, it's not very strong, but it, it can definitely lift and move some things around. Oh, that would be so useful in my line of work. Ooh. Oh yeah? Yeah. What do you do specifically? I'm just curious. It's not, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I tend to be a very curious person overall, and it's nice to actually get to sit and talk with someone. It is nice to talk to somebody, for a change. Don't hate me, will you? But, um, I kind of, well, I'm kind of sneaky. I'm small, I'm sneaky, so I can kind of, you know, maybe sneak in places that I shouldn't, and play pranks, and, you know, maybe, maybe lift some shinies here and there, you know? And you can do that without getting caught? Yeah. That is so cool! I wish I was actually really sneaky like that. I mean, I have the invisibility thing, which is good, but I'm, um, (laughs) I have two left feet, (laughs) so I'm not very quiet. Maybe I can teach you to be quieter then. If you're teaching me spells and stuff, I'll, I'll maybe try and help you with being quieter. How's that? Nods enthusiastically and holds a hand up. Deal. Shakes on it. We return to the present day, where Nyssa, Aaron, and Aaron's companion are all standing by the main elevator of Asynthios. I assume we found them, then? You hear from the man beside her. Oh, 
Hi. Uh, yes, Master Domine. Sorry, this is my friend Nissa. And before you see uh, a human male, kind of a rough, scruffy, grayish brown beard. You see a little streaks of gray in his hair. A few like little abstract tattoos along his neck and you see some on his arm. A bow slung across his back. Pretty simple clothing, but he's just looking at you kindly. It's kind of squinting a little bit in the bright light. Nissa Turn, we received your message. Are the rest of your companions here? Aaron hasn't actually, like, let go of you from the hug, really. She's, like, still half-hugging you. I'll try and kind of detach myself. <laughs> and she quickly, like, fixes her robes, even though they still have a few patches that are clearly hand-sewn by her. My companions are here. Yes, they are around and about working on various projects. Very good. Do you have the item on you, or does one of your other companions one do One of my companions has it. Could you lead us to your companions? Uh, of course. This is a fascinating place. I've never been to a Cynthia's myself. Please show us the way. Okay. So you guys are proceeding along and you see Aaron like seems to be a bundle of energy <laughs> right now. I have so much to tell you. I've got so much to tell you too. Oh my gosh, there's so many new... Okay, so I haven't learned the spell that we talked about yet. I'm <gasps> almost there. I've, I, I've got like, give me like another day or two. I still have to finish copying it down. It costs a lot of money to make these spells. Did you know that? <laughs> I still try and send you stuff when I can. Come on. You really need to learn it. I've almost got it down. I've almost got it down. I miss you so much. You need to learn that spell. Oh my gosh. Once I get that spell, then we can talk every day. Yes. At least, well, at least for a little bit. Like, I can only do a few words, but it's a cool spell. It, it's better than nothing, which is what I'm getting right now. I know. Okay, soon. Soon, soon, soon. Please, I promise. Please, I promise. Please, I promise. Soon. Yes, 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 yes. So I got to read your letter. What craziness did you guys get into? So much. So much. Okay, I guess um, you should tell both of us once you're all together, but I really want to hear the stories. Yeah. Also, did you learn new spells? Yes, yes, I can make people go to sleep now. Oh, I don't know that one yet. You gotta teach me that. I'll try. I'll see you if I can teach you anything new, yes, too. Please. Yeah. Oh, I also, I have, uh, I do have a present for <gasps> you. It's a little weird. It's kind of funny if you want to mess with somebody. When do I not want to mess with someone? Come on. Okay, it's a weird little magical item, and it has some, like, really funny effects if you want to really mess with somebody. But it really only has the one effect, but I'll show you later. Yes, please, yes, please, yes, please. So, who are you heading to first? You know where everybody is. I'll head to get Oryx first, especially as he has the item as well, so, and then Leuven, and then Lane. So, you arrive at the shop, you hear the sound of hammering in the back. You can see through, and you, you see Oryx standing, you know, arms behind his back, watching the work. Very good, very good. Oryx, you are able to notice Nissa walk in with a half-elven girl and an older human male. All right, you got a minute? I, I suppose I can tear myself away for a bit. What's on your mind? It's loud in here. Please feel free to use my the side room there. It's it's a bit quieter if you want. Thank you, Adriel. Because she's like right in the middle of like dealing with the metal and she needs to hammer it while it's hot. We will talk later, Oryx. Thank you. So you're Oryx, right? I I am. So do you have... A do you have the item? We're from the Staff Federation. Sorry, I probably should have lied with that. We're from the Staff Federation. Oh, what item are you referring to? The item that the Nephany want us to look at. I don't know if we received instructions to give it over to the Staff Federation. She takes out of a pocket a folded piece of paper, hands it over to you. I will look it over, inspect it. Signed by Doror Ilfik here, it says, should you require these members of the Staff Federation can escort you and the item back here, unless there's further research to be done on the item. All right. Seems to check out. Yes, I, I have the item on me. Is there a safe place where we can inspect the item? It is said to be of concern. I, I could see how it might be of concern to the anaphony. 
Should we go someplace quieter, or is it dangerous enough that we should leave the town for now? No, I, I don't think we need to leave the town. Just off to a secluded room. Very well. Would you like to gather your other companions, or should we do this ourselves? That's up to you, Nissa. What do you think? Should we gather everyone, or just take care of this now? I think let's gather everyone. Okay, so you guys making the rounds? I'll go find everyone. Aaron's going with you. Yay! Where will we meet up with everybody to make this easier? You can just meet back here. I'll wait here for you. I'll wait with you. I wish to discuss more about the item, if that is all right. Aaron, go, and if you help your friend to collect everyone. Yeah, uh, that's no, no problem. Come on, where are we going? Let's go get Leuven first, and then, then we'll go get Elaine. So, you guys are making your way, and as you have kind of left the Dazzling Knife, she leans and says, okay, since it's just the two of us. And she reaches in and has this small pack and opens it, and you see this, like, what looks like a small tuft of wool. Don't touch it with your own hands, because it activates the effect. So what it does is, if someone, like, touches this, it summons a random sheep in them. <laughs> What'll happen is when it summons this, you know, this sheep, it doesn't really stop. (gasps) So there might be a lot of sheep. (laughs) But I did discover with a mage hand, you can touch it without it activating the effects. Now, I'm not like, I haven't 100% certain how everything works because I didn't really want to cast my identify on it and summon a bunch of sheep because that would take a really long time to get rid of all those sheep. But eventually, I think the sheep disappear. Don't worry. As soon as I've tried it out, I will report back. So I'm going to close it. And then she hands you the bag. So I figured you'd have fun with this. I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. <laughs> so you guys make your way over to the Adept book. As you arrive, you see the blue dragonborn kind of pick her head up. You guys are in the middle of conversation. And she's, yes, what can I do for you? Oh, hi. I'm just looking for a friend of mine, Leuven. That way. Oh, thank you. As he and Avelios are the only ones in the <laughs> shop. <laughs> And you see, like, Aaron's looking around wide-eyed at all the books. Like, not now! We've not got time! Not now! Right, 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 right. So, you round the corner, and there's Leuven studying with Evelios. What you got there? <laughs> Oops, sorry. Um, leans in. Which one is your friend? Aaron, this is Leuven. Leuven, this is my friend Aaron. I, this is Evelios. Okay, so you're the one that they were supposed to make contact with, and then you weren't here. Yeah, uh, who are you? Are you- wait, are you- what are you here to do to me? What is he here- Leuven? Kind of, like, starts to back up. It's like, no, 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 I'm, wait, he, um, looks at you, Nissa. Is he okay? She's just been through a lot. Hey, Anissa, and hi, uh, nice to meet you. Luvin, you feel a tap on your shoulder from behind you? Huh? I look. You don't see anything. Nissa, you did catch a mage hand slowly, like, <laughs> go around some bookshelves, tap him, and then disappear. Oh, that was weird. You huh. didn't see him? Huh, no, well, whatever. Nice to meet you. Hi. And she goes <laughs> to shake your hand. <laughs> I return the gesture. I almost start with, like, the Ascentian greeting, but then I catch myself, and I, I do the handshake. What was that? Is that a method from here? Wait, you're not from here. Where are you from? Solana, near the research city, Aliabel. Oh, I haven't been yet. How is it? Like, were you able to go actually into the research labs? Because I've really wanted to study the books there. I love it. I, I've, I've only been allowed in a couple times for small things. But, oh, man, to, to have my own lab like that someday. For for now, we're, we're, we're... Oh, I don't know about the whole lab. Sorry, that's not my thing. I just like the spells. Sounds like they really mess with spells. Oh, they do. They do. Okay. So, we need to go get someone else, right, Nessa? Yeah, Elaine, she's, she's swimming. Leuven, sorry to interrupt your studies. We need to meet back up with Auric and Elaine and everyone to talk about the item. Right, I should actually introduce... I'm from the Staff Federation. We were sent from the Nephany. Hi. Maybe lead with that next time, maybe? That's probably a good idea, huh? <laughs> oh, cool, the Staff Federation in the flesh. Wow. Yeah, I don't know everything on the mission and why specifically we were sent. I guess, well, we weren't that close, but we were kind of in the area. But anyways, sorry. Um, where's Elaine? She's swimming. Really? Yeah. Well, Evelios, I think we made some great progress. Thank you again for all the help. 
He is squinting at Aaron a little bit like- Don't you squint at my friend. So she's, she's, it's okay? You, she's okay? Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Okay, close the book, kind of like carefully tucks it back. Tony, can I get my mage hand staff of Elias on the shoulder? Roll sleight of hand. 18. <laughs> <laughs> but he like spins around, you see him like hands up like- <laughs> Who's there? Shh, Avelios, it's a bookstore. Shh. <laughs> you hear? Quiet. I am reading right now. Yes, thank you. Okay, off to get Elaine. So, you guys make your way. You know where Elaine likes to go swimming, so you can lower down to the platform and uh, you see just Aaron's like kind of like looking around and studying everything. And Is that her? I think so. I will yell and wave. Elaine, you see Nissa call to you and wave from the shore, and you see behind her Luvin, Evelios, and this half-elven woman who is also waving. Awkwardly wave back, <laughs> like, okay, and then swim over. Luvin's waving, too. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Just all three of them, like, awkwardly waving, like, hey. <laughs> I meant I was waving as in the, like, come to shore, come here kind of thing. Everybody else is just waving, like, hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually what I pictured. Yeah. <laughs> As you're swimming back at one point, Oscar's kind of peeking around and hers, oh, Oscar. And she puts a little finger on and like scratches him. He's still good? Yeah, he's doing good. See, he missed you. Perks up a little <laughs> bit in your pocket. So, Elaine, you have arrived on shore. I don't, I assume I don't grab like a towel or something. I'm just basically like doing the, where you take your hand and just kind of like squeegee most of the liquid off and then walk up. Everything's okay, I'm guessing. Hi, I am Aaron Turin, and I am part of the Staff Federation, and we're here because of the message that you sent to the Nephany. So we're on, here on behalf of the Nephany. Okay, I see. I guess we have to get Oric for something? He's with my boss. Okay. Yeah, so we're all supposed to gather together so we can inspect the item that you collected, and if anything, I think my boss said something about trying to maybe go see the place that you found with the mm-hmm. item in. Mm-hmm. Not a good idea? No, no. Mm-mm. Okay. Oh, well, when you have that together, he's, uh, yeah. So um, he has your coin, my boss, because you were supposed to iron the item and determine it's like what it could do and stuff like that. And then we were sent just to, you know, as a double check and everything also to make sure you were alive. Because apparently you guys didn't report back for a little bit or longer than they anticipated. Big point in the direction of Avelios had to go find that guy. Who is kind of like still looking around very skittish. Well, I guess we'll head up, go to Oric and talk about things. Okay. You guys begin to make your way up. Orc. Hi. What do you know of this item? Well, it appears to allow the user to scry on whoever you want. And it seems to have the ability to bypass protection magic from scrying. That seems dangerous. Aye. Have you done any more tests on the item? No, we haven't done too many more tests. Well, perhaps we can determine more of what it is capable of and its danger to the Nephany as they worry. One thing we wanted to check was to see if the power recharges over time. I assume you guys all arrive, and yeah. Well, I suppose that's something to test for sure. Is there anything in particular we should learn? There were people that were in pursuit of it that were rather dangerous. Really? What sort of people are we talking about? We encountered a spell weaver named Rydat. And just, uh, 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 a what? Spell weaver. Really? She looks at you, Nissa, like... Yeah, really? But... Really? Aye, really. I get my mage hand to give her a bit of a smack on the back of the head. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's just they're really old and there's no known ones that are still around. Well, we now know one. Right at. <laughs> and he's friends with the champion, whatever that is. How was the encounter with it? Not uh, great. 
There was multiple. We encountered him twice. He managed to give us the slip both times. I guess that's not too surprising. Spellweavers are known to be able to cast interesting and spells all at once, and they do have a wide array of knowledge on spells. We yeah. know. We know. Yeah. But you're still alive. So that's that's a good sign. You're all still okay. Physically, yes. M- mostly. Kind of gives you a look of concern, Nissa. He's allied himself with the champion, whatever that is, as well as hobgoblins, orcs, and who knows what else. Okay. The champion of what? We don't really know. That just seems to be his title. So the titles tend to be a use in the Rigorum. Yeah, but we don't know if it's like if he's the champion of a region or if he's something else. The other guardians seem to know of him and know that he is bad news. The champion is a dangerous ally of the Spellweaver? He appears to be. And he's after this item, or the Spellweaver at least is. Aye. To what end, we do not know. Could be after a lot of powerful items, though, based on the room that we met up with him in the second time. Yes, this room. Is there any possibility of you escorting us to see it? I do have sketches of runes from the room. Takes a look at them. These are of different gods. I don't recognize all of these, but... That one's Yadamine. I can tell you all about them. Are you all followers of Yadamine? No. 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 They will be. (laughs) So the reason we can't go is because those guardians that we mentioned, the one that resides over the area where that room would be, is the Lady of Spirits. And we have maybe gotten on her wrong side. And, I mean, she didn't say I'm not welcome, but she basically said I'm not welcome. I think we'd have to ask permission. Yeah, we all would. None of us are particularly, I guess, welcome. I mean, we'd better have a better understanding if we could see where this came from and the magic of this place. The place was called Neverhelm. Well, Neverhelm. I it seemed to have been constructed by or in reverence to an Avantir Anvilic, who is the great smith of Neverhelm. I don't recall hearing of this place. I am not much into history, but... I, it is quite old. And Auric, I think you were saying the architecture was part elven and part dwarven? Yeah, it's very unusual. I tend to be a bit of a connoisseur in stonework, and it was definitely not something you'd normally see, even in among old ruins. That sounds like if it was something like that, it might have been t- during the time of the Age of Separation or before the Age of Separation. If it's that old, that's... Oh, she kind of has a look like overload for a minute. That's really old. That time period's like 10,000 years ago. And what is it? It's the time period in which the Drow and the Duragar became the Drow and the Duragar. What were they before they became the Drow and the... Elves. Okay. Was that a single event or was it a series? It happened over a course of a couple hundred years fighting and eventually the separation between the elves that are on the surface and the dwarves that are, well, sort of looks at Yorick on the <laughs> surface. <laughs> well, I just meet you guys built into the mountains. The Thessun Kingdom's underground, just not that deep underground. Anyways, so the drow and the Duragar just went deeper underground following their own beliefs and deities and that was that time period. I'm not up on the my history or my religion or either, but I do know that most of us, if not all of us, felt a kind of an oppressive sense down there and Leuven had some weird things with magic, but there's a lot of weird bad things down there. The place itself felt unnatural. The amount of runes of magic, like different schools that were all concentrated in that area. Almost every conceivable type of magic was there in some way. It was a very powerful, overwhelming experience if you were to use detect magic. Well, if we can't go back, 
then I suppose we must do what we can to inspect the item as is. Oh, my apologies. And he reaches into a sack and pulls out some coin. I believe you were all promised 10 gold pieces each and hands each of you a bag of 10 gold pieces. I mean, if they really need to go back, we could take them. We just have to ask, right? Listen, we came here to study this. If you cannot take us back, we would still like to attempt to go see it, if at all possible. On your own. Yeah, it's far too dangerous. Especially with the champion out there. We don't know what that thing is capable of. Alright. Well, in order to fully understand the item, if it was connected to this place, we should probably see both things. But at the very least, we can inspect the item now in a safe place. And he's looking around the smithy. He's like, if this is a safe place. I safe is just about anywhere else around here. But is it safe for them, for us to use it here? We haven't noticed any malefics when we tried it before. No, but we are also using it in its place of power. I mean, do you think there's a chance that it could cause harm if we were to use it here? Not my area of expertise. If you guys are worried about it, we can go out of town. Well, better safe, right? I mean, we can just go a little bit out of town and try it. I think so, especially because, as a reminder, we are about 100 feet up in the trees. If it were to, let's say, break all ropes or something wildly bizarre and weird that your magic things tend to do, then we would be sorely in trouble. Let's just let Vashti know what we're doing. Mm, Elaine just glares at you. Oh, oh, shoot. Luvin, you hear a voice in your head. What was that name? Luvin, roll his d20 for me. Two. Okay. Well, who are you? I assume I can respond in my head. Me? Yes. Come now, dear. Don't play dumb. I mean, I'd like to meet you, but... Where did you hear that name? I have a lot of pen pals. Actually, specifically, I'm part of the, the Neversoul network, and it's it's just one of the people that I write to sometimes. Roll deception. Nine. Oh, dear. It is a terrible idea to lie to me. Okay. One more time. Try again, dear. Guys, someone's speaking in my head. Luvin, make a wisdom saving throw. Oh. Sixteen. So, Luvin, your mind drifts back to the past to an event that occurred nearly ten years ago as you find yourself home. You were hanging out at the stables, taking care of the horses, doing your normal chores. Your siblings were nearby. Tethys, you see, kind of tending to this this garden that your mom likes to upkeep. And Etrian is going about and helping with the various horses that you have on the farm. Your dad is uh, taking one of the horses out and, and doing a few laps, making sure that its training is going well. Moving about, Etrian kind of just, Luvin, can you do the next one? I'm so tired. Yeah, sure. I need I need some more practice with this anyway. Is this the right tool? I think it is. No, you, not that. You have to use the, the, the pitchfork, the big one over there. Ah, right. I'll, I'll get this one day. Yeah, thanks, Luvin. I'm just going to sit for a minute. It won't be long. You okay? I just feel like I've been doing this all day. I'm exhausted. You hear over there. Luvin, Luvin, Luvin! Look, 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 look! Look how pretty this is! You see Tethys kind of coming over, pointing towards this flower that's been slowly growing in the garden. Wow! 
Nice job on that. I know you've worked hard on these. Yeah, it's gonna go big and pretty and it'll be great and mom will really like it. Don't you? Oh, you guys have done a great job. She's looking around the stalls. Thanks. You, you don't want to trade, do you? I could try. And she goes over to one of the pitchforks and grabs one and starts to slide it across. Just kidding. Pat, pat. Oh, but I can help. Hey, you're doing great. Really better than I am, if, if we're being honest. Thanks. So she's goes and starts to drag the pitchfork back. And as she does, she trips. And you remember this. You feel like you're reliving this moment. Everything's playing out exactly the same. You can't seem to change what you're doing either. But as she trips, you recall what happens next as the pitchfork spins suddenly and smacks one of the horses on the side. And it just lifts its hooves high in the air and you freeze. Tethys on the ground nearby. What happened next in your memory, Leuven? Somehow, even in his tired state, Etran was alert enough to see this was going on, and he bolted over and kind of just tackled Tethys out of the way. So Leuven was still in the path of the hoof, and he remembers kind of, you know, little flashes of light as it struck him, and then he woke up a good time later. So you remember how this plays out. You see Etrian just leap from the hay bale he had sat on, runs over. You vaguely recall kind of the events that occurred immediately after this. You don't remember Etrian getting hit by a hoof or Tethys. And yet, again, you see it as if it's played again. The pitchfork falls, smacks the horse, Tethys falls to the ground. Etrian runs up, gets kicked. Tethys gets injured again and again and again. Leuven, you take 34 points of psychic damage and fall unconscious. <gasps> there is blood under Leuven's nose, under his eyes, and out of his ears. Cure wounds. Leuven, you have four HP Ugh. as you come back to consciousness. You no longer see that vision. I'm hyperventilating a little bit. You notice Aaron seems to be, like, casting a spell now. She says, hold on, hold on, don't resist. She touches you, Leuven. You feel this, like, magic flow around you. As she, like, casts a spell, and you see the man next to her, like, bow in hand, arrow, knocked. He's looking. What are you guys doing? Drawing my hammer. I'm protectively over-moving, trying to keep him, like, calm. In a panic, I'm reaching for my healing draught and chugging it the moment I can. Okay. Uh, I'm kneeling down next to Leuven, kind of trying to reassure him, make sure he's all right. But I'm also going to, like, look at Eren and go, what's going on? I, I, I don't know. If someone can see him, I just cast a spell so now they can't. At least temporarily. Nice. The, the voice was asking for that the, the name that I, I said and, how, and where I learned it. And I tried to lie. And that's not something I usually do. And then I, I saw something horrible. Perhaps we should move from here. Yeah. I'll help pull you up to your feet. Do I successfully chug my draw? Yeah. That's six back. I'm at ten. So where are you going? We're going out of the city. Okay, you're leaving the city. I'm making sure we all have our stuff <laughs> in case we decide not to come back here. <laughs> okay, so you're grabbing your stuff? Yeah. Are you taking Anvil? Probably leave him here for now. Okay. But for... Are you doing anything else as you're moving? I'm just keeping an eye on Luvin and Avelios. Then I would be kind of keeping an eye out for danger. Okay, so you're moving into Villas. Wait, what? what uh, Luvin? Luvin? What What voice did you hear? Who, what did they ask you? They asked you about the, the name? Let's, let's get outside the city, and then I'll, I'll tell you. Shoot, I, I shouldn't have said that at all. You really shouldn't have, lad. It's okay, we'll figure it out. We're all in trouble with somebody, apparently. So, you know, it's okay. Thanks. So, you guys are on the platform, 
headed down, proceeding onward. As the platform hits the ground, Evelios kind of stops right on the side of it. As you guys keep walking, you notice he's still just standing there. Immediately reach back and grab his shoulder. What's wrong? He smacks your arm away, looks up at you. He's not shaking. There's no fear in his eyes at all. I haven't used this one in a while. Who are you? Since I'm right there, can I cover his head with, like, my cloak, my cloak of billowing? Just kind of grab it and wrap it around his head. You can roll strength. Three. He, like, leaps back. I'm sorry. I don't want to be bound. Who are you? I am a observer of those of Asentheos. I was busy the past couple of days elsewhere, dealing with personal issues. I only recently returned and heard a name that I have interest in. And what be your name? You call this one Evelios. I took care of him for some time. He grew up to be a very smart young man. Now, that name, and she's looking over at you, Leuven, that you spoke of. Why are you doing this? Roll persuasion. 13. Because the outcast is one that I have great interest in. I don't let slights against me go unpunished. Two people, three I suppose, have truly done any harm to me over the many, many years. Only one of them still stands. Now, where is the outcast? I'm going to step and break the line of vision between Leuven and Avelios. Leuven's just shaking. We don't help people with grudges. That's not our line of business. Elaine, make a wisdom saving throw. 21. Good attempt. You held a grudge. And look what happened to that sailor. I didn't hold a grudge. I took care of the business. And that is what I intend to do. So where is the outcast? You can do it on your own if you think you're powerful enough. You really don't know how the guardianship works. Aaron, by the way, is like looking around. You see the the man like bows pulled back. He's studying everything right now but Evelios as he's searching. And I was like, Nissa, what? I, I don't know. Can I try to knock him unconscious? Do non-lethal with a weapon with my scimitar. Okay, go ahead and make your attack roll. Seven. You draw in as surprise and try and swing and just steps back and out of the way. Oh dear. Are you going to make this difficult for me? Well, I'm not making it easy. Why should we help somebody who's possessing one of our allies? You think he's one of your allies? (laughs) 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 Oh dear. You really don't know. Oh, he's always worked for me. And who are you? You've yet to tell us. Your name's first. No. It's okay, Elaine. Interesting. You are all fascinating. Oh, ten gold. They really gypped you. They? Oh, the Nephany, dear. A non-detection spell. She looks kind of slightly around your shoulder at Aaron. Not bad, dear. Spell magic should work on that in a moment, but... uh, This one doesn't know that spell. Oh, I'm sorry, Elaine. Are you angry? (sighs) If I at least show you what I look like, will that make you feel better? It's not about feelings. We are not going to help you. You already are helping so much. (sighs) Enough with the riddles. Why don't you just tell us what you want exactly? I told you. Where's the outcast? We told you we're not going to give you that. Very well. I'll give you a head start. She looks up. Are you threatening us? No. And he points, and you see about a half dozen archers all taking aim at you. Uh But they are. As he points, you kind of look back down and see Avelios doesn't look like Avelios anymore. You see an old woman, human looking in appearance, milky white eyes. Dear, there are many stories of me. Many people who run from home, who disappear and never return. 
I know many stories never say where they go. This is my place, dear. Two choices. You can tell me where the outcast is, or you have a 60 second head start. Long, creepy smile on her face. I'd say the outcast is on the material plane somewhere. You better start looking. 50 seconds. I cast Cure Wounds on myself. We need to go. I'm gonna transform into a Hadrosaurus, and like as I'm about to get on my back and then transform. I'm gonna carry as many or all of them if I can. Yeah, I need to hop up onto the dino. Hopping on as well. Aaron grabs you, Nissa, and grabs onto now Elaine and casts a spell. And the two of you turn invisible as you leap onto <sighs> Elaine and you guys start bolting. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to me at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. And I hope to see you next time in the world of Ostia. 